0: Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer tastic voyage.
1: Hi everybody and welcome to our revolutionary edition of Beer Tastic Voyage. My name's Kevin, I'm Mark,
2: and I'm Justin, continuously disappointed.
1: And today we have a very special guest with us, a longtime friend of the program, Clifford. Hey Hello. Clifford,
0: how you doing? Welcome to the Beer
1: Tastic podcast. Thanks for having me. We're very excited to have you here because today we are going to be exploring Yard's Brewing Company out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and knowing that you are a history guru and all of these beers are historically themed, we wanted to bring in the expert to the podcast. Are you excited? Yes. Are you armed to the teeth with fantastically fun facts about it's, these gentlemen?
3: I have so much useless knowledge that I could <laughs> just spill out all over you. Oh, <laughs>
1: That's what we've been waiting for. <laughs> Extra knowledge to just flow forth. <laughs> well, um, these are... I'm not going to say leftovers, but these are additions that Justin picked up on his Philadelphia trip a couple months back. And I Episode 10. Uh, thank you, Mark. I was getting in there. It's episode 10. If you go back to the archives, you check out BeertasticVoyage.com or you go through your uh, your old feed, you can definitely find episode 10 there. And the first one that we're pouring
0: out is what... This is Thomas Jefferson's Tavern Ale. Justin, okay. you want to give us some uh, deets? I can. It's a uh, strong golden ale.
2: Um, is an 8% ABV, and it's a 42 IBU. I'll uh, hold back on the flavor text until afterwards. Um, but just to talk a little bit about Yard's Brewing Company in general. They uh, were started back in the late 80s by two college buddies, Tom and John. They decided to brew some beer for their friends, and you know, apparently it can't, turned out amazing. And... Um, they didn't know if it was natural talent or if they were just destined to do it. But they started uh Yards Brewing Company from their garage and uh, in Manioc and then they moved to Roxborough and then over to Kensington and finally where they are now in North Liberties. Okay. They actually, their website's amazing. They have a uh, really interesting way of showing their, their entire story, even beyond what I just read, so I definitely recommend going to com and checking that out. All
1: right, and we'll have the link to that up in the show notes at the end of the uh, episode.
2: Yeah, we will, and uh, it's nice to be, uh, be able to do this in honor of uh, President's Day yep. coming up shortly.
1: Exactly. Cliff, yes, hit us with a fun fact about TJ. Uh,
3: Thomas Jefferson uh, suffered from migraines for weeks on end throughout his life. That's not really fun. Well, it's a fact. Don't, it yeah. is a fact. And it's fun a, facts well, don't have to be good. It's a little-known fact. Yes. I did not know that. They could just be random things. That's how I qualify fun facts.
0: Maybe it was syphilis. Ooh, yikes. That's uh, possible. It could have been.
3: All right, been. so
1: taking a look at the... What is this again? The tavern? Yes. Tavern ale. Tavern ale. Mm-hmm. It is a light amber in color. It's got a light white head with a little bit of... Uh, you know, not phone. Oh, shit. Head. Thank you. <laughs> uh,
2: How did you forget that?
1: Uh, no, I wasn't trying to I spit know, the I word head out. I, I was honestly trying to spit the word, uh, the bubbles out. Carbonation? I carbonation. Yeah. I am, <laughs>
2: okay.
1: I'm still regarded, apparently. <laughs> not that, I, no, I, that's not even right. They would probably do it better than me right now. Um, but, I mean, the smell is nice. It's got a little bit of a malty aroma in the nose.
0: Yeah, looking at the bottle here, I see that it's eight percent alcohol by volume, and this is apparently uh, following Thomas Jefferson's original recipe.
2: Okay, hey, right. I like the original recipes. Yeah, I, yeah, I believe I believe all three beers we're going to taste are recipes from the, the particular individual. Oh, that's cool. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's um, it, it definitely has a a bitter note. Um, to go back to a previous uh thing, it's uh, it's beery. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. <laughs> no, I'm i being, being serious, though. It yeah. is—it is quite beery. Um, no, this is—you um, know, this is
1: a—it's a light body. It's got a—it's got a pretty clean taste. It does have a little bit of a uh, of hoppy bitterness in there, but it really just reminds me of maybe um, you know of Sam Adams and or a slightly lighter version, but that same kind of—it has a malt taste first and then there's definitely a bitterness to it that isn't necessarily bad but um you know makes me wonder if that was just like the way the style was designed to be
2: at that point in time yeah um from what i understand and maybe mark can correct me i thought i heard that the sam the sam adams boston lager recipe was based on um a beer that was brewed in boston during uh the revolutionary times but I, I don't know that for, for sure that might just be no, I, I don't heard. think so no. I
0: mean the marketing story I think is that it's supposedly uh Jim Cook or Koch however he Coke, pronounces yeah. it
3: like Koch <laughs> not the it's apparently his <laughs>
0: grandfather's recipe but that's from when I know that's just like the marketing and not actually the truth and uh-huh. it may have started off as his grandfather's recipe, but the beer that as it's produced now is no like
2: it's not, li-
1: that, not, is even not beer. that beer.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: So apparently uh, I, I got my own marketing spin for what they should do. Try that one instead. Yeah. It, uh... That one's free. All right. <laughs> Next time you have to pay.
3: Cliff,
1: what do you think about
3: this beer? It coats the back of the throat. Like I can taste it. Okay. Long after I've swallowed it.
0: There is certainly a lingering bitterness on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if... I wouldn't really call it pleasant. No, it's not. It's pretty much right at the the max
2: for me to be able to uh to drink it.
3: It was as bitter as Jefferson when Madison was on Washington's cabinet. There you go. I and like they were it. Both in Washington's cabinet. Fun fact numero Jefferson dose. was the secretary, first Secretary of State. That's who we're drinking right here. He was the Rex Tillerson of seventeen
1: eighty nine. <laughs> okay, there we go. Wow. So
0: Because this is an audio medium, I just have to say that as Cliff was spitting out those facts, Justin, Kevin, and myself were just kind of glancing back and forth at one another. (laughs) It's sort of trying to say, do you know what the fuck he's talking about?
1: I mean, I've I've heard Cliff tell similar stories before, so I kind of had a good idea. I just had to make sure that the story finished, which sometimes
2: Cliff's stories don't. Sometimes they just trail off into oblivion. Yeah. You might
3: have to, when you edit this... Just take it, my stories from eight different parts and try to put them in a timeline. <laughs> put my stories in chronological order. Kind of
2: like a, a um, Quentin Tarantino movie. You yes. got to like, switch it around. Yes. Start yeah. with the ending. Yeah.
1: Okay. So that's what we're gonna do with this episode. We're gonna play the ending first. We'll play the intro and then <laughs> the ending, and then we'll start piecing together all the other pieces. What do you think, Justin?
2: I feel like uh, that I'd rather like you a just rate things. Th- yeah. It, I, honestly. Yeah. I think you should just rate things as six packs from now on.
1: That's okay. easier for me. <laughs> that's what That's what happens when we do it. Yeah. The time continuum just shatters.
0: So for new listeners and also for Cliff, our guest here, uh, I just want to go through our rating system again. It's a five-point system that starts with <coughs> a two-ounce tasting, a 16-ounce pint, a 22-ounce bomber, a 64-inch growler, and finally, a keg. However large that keg is, is your own decision. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, rate Thomas Jefferson's Tavern Ale at a pint. I don't want any more than that. Yeah, I'm going to follow up and, uh, and agree with a pint. Um yeah. <laughs> Now I kind
2: of want to do it to myself. I, I kind of don't want, it, I don't want it to be a tasting, and I kind of, <laughs> kind of don't want it to be a, a pint. Fold. So uh, we'll, we'll make the official one a pint. I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to try to make my own life easier.
1: All right. Cliff, how about you? What do you think of this beer? Uh,
3: I'll go with a pint. Okay. And as a president, I'd give Jefferson a growler. All, All right. right. I like that.
2: So as, as Mark pours our, uh, our second uh, offering here, Poor Richard's Tavern Spruce, I want to uh, just let our listeners know a little bit about Cliff. Cliff, your favorite beer is. It's all right. I'll rate it later. That's cool. <laughs> oh.
1: That's oh. okay. Uh, no, no, no. I, I, want Cl- I want to hear Cliff. I like Cliff
2: better than me.
3: Toasted Lager. Oh, okay. From, uh, from uh, Blue Point Brewery.
2: I thought you were going to say Bud Light.
3: Uh, I do, but uh, I, uh, I more often than not will order a Toasted Lager if it's available to me at a that... restaurant.
0: Excellent. I learned something today.
2: There you go. There it is. The whole Rex Tillerson thing, you didn't learn shit from that?
0: So look, I—that is a name that I recognize, but there is no association with any deeds or actions in my mind. Okay, that's fair enough. Me neither. I'm not trying to say I'm smarter. I'm just—I just
2: was just wondering. Now back to uh, our dear friend Kevin here. What are you going to rate the Thomas Jefferson's Ale? Uh For the Thomas Jefferson's Tavernale, I'm going to go down to a taster.
1: Um, I felt it really it didn't have a great flavor to begin with. I think the finish was really not there. And I don't even want to go for a fight for it. I think it's, it just, it needs more development.
2: (laughs) All right. So, up next, we have our Poor Richards Tavern Spruce. This one is a historical Spiced Ale, a 5% ABV, and uh, 22
0: IBUs. So, we're getting less bitterness from this one. So, the thing to note on this beer is that it is made using uh, spruce tips, which. Just uh, the tip? Just the tip.
1: Just the tip of the spruce.
0: That's right. <laughs> okay. You know, the, the bright green new growth in the springtime? Well, you got to see how it feels first. Then you can decide. I see what you're doing. I'm trying really hard. But, so what I was going <laughs> to get into, moving along. Dead eyes staring at me. <laughs> this beer is a nice amber color, and uh, smelling it, I really don't get uh, strong pine in the nose at all. I don't get much of an aroma at all. I don't know if that's just me. I mean, I was worried about when reading the label that it was going to kind of smell like a uh, air freshener. Oh, yeah, that's we, what uh, I thought of, too.
1: When we poured it out.
0: Well, it, the bottle here also notes that it contains molasses, and that's the, that's the faint aroma that I get on the nose.
3: I envision sweet potatoes when I smell this.
1: Okay, I can see that, the molasses. Yes. Like, are you thinking like or, candy sweet potatoes?
3: Thank you, yes. Or like uh, yams, right? I mean, yams,
1: yeah. And that dark, that dark
0: brown sugar yes. caramelized yes. around the holidays. Oh yes, I could just totally see that.
2: I um, I took a sip and I like the little bit of spice. If you didn't tell me there were spruce tips in it, I, I never, I would never have thought of it. I wouldn't have come into my mind.
0: Yeah, I think I get them on the uh, sort of on the back end. After I take a sip, and the the maltiness washes away, I feel like I get a little bit of uh, the pininess from the spruce. Yeah, a little spiciness is there. Yeah, but it, it's pleasant. It's not, uh, I don't feel like I'm drinking a Christmas tree.
2: Now, they're calling this
0: a holiday ale, right?
2: Uh, yeah, I, what they called it was a historical spiced ale. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's tavern spruce. It's not... Uh...
1: It doesn't say anything about holiday. Okay, I'm no. making that up. Yeah, um, just
0: association because it's well, spruce well, in there.
1: That's, well, that's what's running through my head. I mean, I've had a couple different holiday ales over the years from different breweries and that's really the vibe that I'm getting out of this. It's it's a little bit sweeter. It's got that molasses and a little bit of spiciness to it to clean off the sweetness, but nothing that it's gonna go um it's not gonna be an off taste from the spiciness. It's not gonna be assertive. It's just enough to clean everything off and leave you wanting another sip.
2: It reminds me a little of the um the anchor Christmas ale that we had.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um that one I believe is spicy. I felt was spicier. Oh, definitely, it has more, more robust flavor overall. But I really like this one, and so I'm gonna get started on the on the ratings for it.
2: Well, just before you do that, can I? I'm just want to read the flavor text for it. Oh, absolutely, it. No, it's no problem. Yeah. So um, it's uh, based on Benjamin Franklin's original recipe, which called for barley, molasses, and essence of spruce. Our tavern spruce is approachable and engaging as the man himself. We sourced blue spruce clippings from local organic farm Indian orchards, steeping them in a kettle to create this one-of-a-kind deep amber ale. All
1: right. Cliff, can you hit us with a Ben Franklin fun fact?
3: Our first postmaster general was Benjamin Franklin. There we go. So you can blame all your post office problems on him.
1: Do do you think he sat there and said, like, I'm going to get back all those bastards and just make the lines at this place horrendous?
3: Yes. Do no. no, just, I don't just, don't just a spitefulness see. thing. Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: So even though this is our President's Day episode, I have to point out that uh, Benjamin Franklin was never president. So, fun fact, kids, remember that. Yes, we know. But well, us here, no, us here, no. But just a reminder.
3: Friendly
1: yes. reminder. Helpful
3: reminder. Sure. It's both helpful and friendly.
0: Okay. So Kevin, what do you rate uh, um, I'm the? I'm gonna go with.
1: Um, I want a bomber on a Tavern Spruce. Um, I think this could definitely be a cooler weather beer and hang out and by the fire and drink a couple of these and hang out with the boys and maybe throw some darts or something. I'd be happy to do that.
2: The ta- tavern is a good, uh, the, both the previous last two beers, having Tavern in front of them, you can kind of like feel like you're in an old timey Tavern yeah. drinking. Yeah, there should be lots of dark wood,
1: uh, probably low, you know, big beams and low ceilings, but uh, definitely hanging out.
0: For me, it's going to be a pint. Uh, I think it's a little too sweet for me to go bomber on it, but uh, it's pleasant. I would certainly enjoy a pint, but I think after that, I'm going to need something a little bit lighter. I'm going to,
2: I'm also going to go pint. It's for the the same reasons. It's, uh, I think it's really interesting, but I I think that after a little while, it might be one note. How about you, Cliff?
3: Uh, I'm going to go bomber. Uh, it's, uh, It's a very pleasant smell. And uh, very pleasant taste. I could see myself drinking it on Thanksgiving or Christmas. Uh, just got it evokes a very warm holiday feeling inside of me, and I like (laughs) to have warm feelings. Cliff Cliff likes just the tip inside of him. (laughs) I do like just the tips in there, he can feel warm. Those spruce tips are giving me tingles in places (laughs) I did not know I could be tingling. i oh, haven't tingled
1: like that since college. Now, now, now Christina knows what to
3: buy for your anniversary. That's right, hey. Ben Franklin gets me going. There you go. Now,
1: what's the last one that we're uh, bringing down here today?
2: So we have General Washington's Tavern Porter. It's uh, 7% ABV with 40 IBU.
1: All right. Cliff, you got a fun fact for us about General Washington, maybe not before, you know, Ooh, in the pre-presidential days?
3: Um, you know, uh, he... I don't have any fun facts about him as a general. Can I give you something as a major colonel?
1: Major Colonel.
3: <laughs> I think this was his rank when he sure. was in the French and Indian War. Okay. As an officer in of the British Army. But uh, uh Yes. Uh he was uh but they are our friends now, so Yeah, yeah cool. They're, they're cool. Um we cool, we cool. So he was ordered, um, prior to the French and Indian War or to the, the start up of it to uh uh I guess near Pittsburgh. Um, to build a fort there, because the British wanted to take control of the Ohio River Valley, because uh, that was that was a French territory at the time, and you know they wanted to get involved in the fur trade. So he was ordered by the Lieutenant Governor of Virginia to go to nearby Pittsburgh build a fort. And uh, long story short, he ends up getting into a fight with uh, the French, and they capture the French. And uh, one of the allies that was fighting on Washington's side against the French was this uh, this Indian chief who was called the Half King. And the half-king, at the conclusion of this battle, um, came up from behind like the lead French uh, diplomat who was in this battle. And he uh, beat him over the head of the tomahawk until his brains came out of his head. And then, uh, as legend has it, he picked the brains up and washed his hands with the guy's brains. And Washington was part of that happening. Okay. And then the French and Indian War started, and off to the races.
1: Because of hand washings with brains? Yes. Okay.
3: Yes. Wow, that's
2: that's some creepy shit. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's it's intense.
2: <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> so that's well, why. let's let's all think about that while we're <laughs> trying General Washington Tavern Porter. Um,
0: I'm gonna need a drink. am gonna need a drink to get through that <laughs> <quick. laughs> one. So, looking at the appearance here, it's certainly a rather dark brown.
2: Yeah, it's not as, as dark as a lot of porters, though, right? I mean, it's definitely porter dark, but it's not black.
0: Yeah, there's there's light getting
3: through there. It's you can yeah. still
0: see. It, it It's a very dark brownish, almost maybe even ruby color.
3: It's as dark as the times that Washington was going through trying to lead the Continental Army against the British Army during the Revolution. See, this is
1: the
2: quality that I wanted. This is why we yeah. said we had to bring them on. <laughs> this is what it's about. Thank you, Cliff. You're welcome. Now, here's an a, uh, interesting question. Do you think it's possible that it's not quite as dark as maybe porters that we have now because they didn't have some of the specialty balls that get used now?
0: Possibly. I mean, I don't... Uh there's not a whole heck of a lot of information on the bottle here as I can, to what I, the ingredients are. I can tell I can tell you if when we when we read the flavor text, but uh yeah, I would say that there's definitely no um like chocolate malt. Yeah, that's what that's or, specifically uh, what I was thinking of. Yeah, or roasted barley in here cuz I don't get any roast character at all. Again, it's not it's not as strong as the the last uh tavern spruce with the sweetness but there certainly is a a malty sweetness aroma uh no real hop presence in the aroma which again it makes sense to me if these all these beers are following the original recipes from you know 200 plus years ago
1: yeah i i agree i don't have any kind of hop aroma in there i like this one more than say, the the first one we had. Yeah, it's the bitter... Little, it's got a little more... Con- the bitter's not there, and it has a little more concentrated flavor.
0: Well, not only that, but the, the bitterness does not coat your throat, as Cliff pointed out, with uh, as the Tavern ale does. Agreed. Agreed. And yeah. it uh, is a, uh, quite a bit more crisp in that respect. Yes.
2: Now, uh, especially saying before, you liked uh, Blue Point Toasted Lager. This obviously strays a lot from that. What do you think, Cliff? Uh,
3: yeah, It's it's... It's nothing, uh, nothing special. It's got a nice smell, but the taste, I don't know, doesn't really excite me. It's, I'll agree with Mark. doesn't uh, linger in the back of your throat like the Tavern Ale. Um, I don't know. It's all right. It's just nothing nothing too exciting. doesn't really get me going. I, yeah,
2: I think that's uh, kind of the theme. And I also think it has something to do with the the simple recipes. I mean, now, like I said, with specialty malts and all those things, especially a lot of the beers that we like, you know, especially like the Black Friday Stout, for instance, or uh, that the grain bill on that's enormous, So with the limited ingredients they had, I think they're really just showcasing what was available at that time.
3: I read the bottle here. It says, An admirer of Philadelphia-style porters, George Washington developed this recipe to satisfy his thirsty field officers. I'm pretty sure when they were at Valley Forge and they were eating a cup of rice and a tablespoon of vinegar, they would have preferred something like water and not beer. Just saying. (laughs) I mean, you know, they were probably thirsty for life and living and, you know, sustenance. And brains. And, whoa, zombies? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, it's
1: it's interesting that you mentioned... I agree that they. I'm sure they were just happy to have anything that they could and to get water would have been fantastic, but yes. beer has always been a, you know, a supplement... You know, has been a supplemental food. It can support life. It brings the extra calories. It brings the extra, you know, grain qualities in a liquid form to them. I'm sure... If you had handed them a nice dark beer, you know, any, well, any beer, they would have been like, hey, I'm on this, let's go. I
3: have been, you were, I've learned something, you are.
0: Well, also in their time, uh, beer was much safer to drink than water because there was less of a risk of pathogens. so. Mm.
2: Well, also, I mean, you need to go all the way back to um, Romans and they, they drank wine, they, they took wine on uh, all their hikes, like, you know, to go and attack people.
0: Yeah, but they also drank it out of uh, lead vessels because it made it taste sweeter and uh, obviously not a good idea. But, Wait, you mean those lead chips that I've been serving with my guacamole are not good? Yeah, that, you,
1: they, might be, they might be they might be kosher, that. but they're
2: not good.
3: Okay.
1: <laughs> um, okay. So let's get started with some ratings on this one. Justin, you want to get us started?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go right back to the pint that I had the other two. I um it's interesting. I just uh, I don't know what it is. I, I I like this one. I think the least amount out of all of them. Um, I don't know why. I would I would expect to like this one the most. So I guess it, it's you know just based on the style, I suppose. But you know, again, I was expecting a, a modern porter. Yeah, I can understand how,
1: you know, you how in your head you want you you hear the word porter and you're expecting something a little bit different, probably something a little stronger and a little bit you know richer in flavor than we had here. Uh, for me, it's going to be a pint also. Um, and you know, it falls behind the um, the Ben Franklin one that we had earlier, but it's still I think it's still pretty tasty. But a pint is is good,
0: um, but I don't know that I'm going and saying, hey, I got to keep having that one. I'm gonna go with a bomber for this one as well. Uh, it's quite nice. I could drink a couple of glasses of this, no problem. And uh, yeah, it's it's pleasant, pretty easy drinking. The bomber sounds like a a good. Uh, quantity for me i I want to i'm sorry to to jump in but i I want to agree with you
1: mark on that one like the easy drinking factor on all three of these beers Hmm. like that are definitely there like you can hang out and these can be all day beers like you can be saying like okay hey it's you know if i'm doing work all day if i'm a farmer or something i can
0: be drinking this beer all day long and be okay well i mean that sounds good in practice but uh, the tavern now was 8% alcohol and uh, the porter here is 7% alcohol, so I don't really well, know I'm that not I can gonna drink be, it all day. Well, I'm not going to be angry at working as much.
2: That's true. I definitely don't think I'm going to be angry about working. I just might be angry at the end of the day when I, my legs cramp up and I, I fall <laughs>
1: over. <laughs> and how about you, Cliff? What's your uh, rating on the tavern porter here from General Lismo, Washington?
3: Washington? <laughs> Washington? I go a pint. It's, it's good enough to have... Uh, for a meal, or from I'm, I'm out, uh, but it's not something that I would, uh, drink over and over again, maybe, or have more than one glass of. That's good. All right. As a president, I'll give him a keg.
2: <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Just to be thorough, I'm going to read the flavor text. It says, detailed in a letter from the general to his officers during the war, Washington's recipe employed molasses to aid fermentation and give rich caramel notes to this robust roasty ale. The, the recipe reflected his admiration for Philadelphia-style porters, especially those brewed by Robert Hare, whose original brewery stood just blocks from where uh, Yards is right now. Our tavern porter, inspired by Washington's, is dark, smooth, and complex, with just a hint of dried fruit in the finish. I don't think I got, necessarily got the dried fruit, and uh, I didn't get it. it. wasn't that roasty.
0: No, definitely, uh, there's definitely not a pronounced roastiness, but I could certainly see like a little bit of raisin. Enos like dried fruit in the back end. Um, I mean, it's gone now, so yeah. I can't go back and try to test, find that. test that necessarily. But I would say overall, that's fairly accurate.
2: Yeah, that's why I like reading them. At, reading them at the end mm-hmm. because this way we're not you know influenced or looking for a specific thing.
1: Now, Justin, um, it's been a couple months since you picked this up. Yeah, right? I mean, maybe the uh, the fruit flavor, you know, that dried fruit. Uh, flavor, because so, that's usually kind of lighter flavor. Maybe that kind of, you know, drifted away or
2: you know settled away, you know, got muddled up enough from hanging out for a couple months. That's definitely that's definitely possible. I also don't know how long it was in the um, place I, I got it. I did not get it from the brewery itself. Yeah. I got it from a, a very very good craft beer store there, so it was definitely stored appropriately and all that. It's been in my my um, uh, digitally temperature controlled uh, cellaring device, otherwise known as an old refrigerator with the. Thermostat hooked up to it.
1: All right, how's that? Go, how is that uh, project going? Is that settled into a good, uh, to a good spot now?
2: Yeah, um, I'm. I pretty much um, am buying one to two um, bombers a month to put away for between six months to a year. So okay. hopefully, once a year goes by, pretty much every month I'll have one or two to open that are about a year old. Nice. That's kind of the plan. And then if I if anything's really good, I'll throw it in there a little longer. Like I have two bottles of the Bourbon County. Um, I have two of them. I'm going to wait. A year on one and two years on the other. All right, the Goose Island, uh, yeah, Urban County stuff. Yeah, exactly. Nice. The um, um, I just got um. We're gonna do a shotgun episode of it. Um, but a, a, two bottles of the Marauder from Great South Bay that just got released. Excellent. Looking forward to that. And we're gonna um, let that one sit for a year and see what happens to that. All right. We got some Snoog from Mustache that just got released. I'm gonna uh, drink one of those and keep one of those for a year. Yeah, and the only reason you got it is because Mark reminded you to get it. Yes, that is one hundred percent true. About three times. Yeah, but th- to be fair, the the first two times were five minutes after I told you to remind me. <laughs> you didn't specify <laughs> when I was to remind you. Well, see, between the two of us, you have common sense and I don't, so I expect you just to figure those things out. Hey, you bought it, right? I did. You did. You, you, you were, my you, job is done. You were successful, sir.
3: Do they make uh, other uh, beers with other? historical figures on the labels? Um, they, uh, I
2: don't... Uh, there's one more. Actually, they, they do have a version of the General Washington's Porter that's uh, barrel-aged, I believe,
0: in bourbon barrels. Let me, uh, let me check on that. All right, so while Justin's Googling things, I'm going to talk something else Google-related, and that is that I have been working on creating a custom Google map that will uh, give you a handy map view of all of the breweries that we've done reviews on thus far along with all of our ratings for each beer in every episode, with handy links to the episodes on our website. So we'll be uh, posting that on the website soon to make it a lot easier for you to schedule your beer runs or, you know, afternoon romps, whatever you want to call it. Give your designated
2: driver some way of finding you when you run off from the brewery streaking.
1: (laughs) We're going streaking through the town!
2: yeah, the map, uh, it looks like it's going to be really handy, and uh, it'll be a nice way for um, any of our listeners to go just look at a brewery, see which uh, episodes you can listen to to get the full review, or, and just get our ratings really quick. If you, know, you tend to think that one of us or all of us and you agree with how we like beer, it's a way to even try new beers when you go to a new brewery and say, well, you know, Justin thought this one was terrible, and he's an idiot, so it's probably very good, I'm going to drink that. Well, I would you know, ask anybody who uses
1: the map, and you go out there to visit any of these breweries to let us know what you think when you go out there. Send us an email. Tell us, you know, what breweries you went to, what beers you had, what you thought of them. And especially, you know, tell us your thoughts on any of the beers that we may have reviewed and how, you know, and if you've had them before or if you tried them or if you're one of the people that make them.
2: You know, oh, especially, about, especially that.
1: You know, tell us about them. And things like that are always, you know, great to hear. And we'd love to have some feedback from any listeners as soon as possible.
2: Absolutely. I'm, uh, I checked out uh, the yard site. They, they, you know, they're in Philadelphia, so obviously they definitely leverage the, uh, the history of the place in terms of their marketing. So they do have something called the Philadelphia Pale Ale. The Sons of Ben, which I don't know what it is. Let me click on it. It doesn't give you any indication on that. Fun
3: fact, it, his yeah. son William Franklin was a loyalist and the governor of New Jersey. and He got thrown in prison during the Revolution because he was a loyalist son of a bitch.
2: And that's the first time that we started to hate New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> the Sons of Ben is a uh, a Belgian pale ale. Okay. They also say? they also have um, the uh, bourbon barrel aged Washington's Reserve, which is is the porter that we had today, I believe, uh, aged in a bourbon barrel. Those are those are all of their um, uh, Philadelphia inspired beers.
1: Okay. Well, Cliff, you got one more uh, fun fact for us on any of these gentlemen uh, to uh, um, send us off with?
3: Well, uh, Washington, the popular legend, is that he had wooden teeth. That is not true. They were a combination of uh, different animals' teeth, other human teeth. So it's a good thing he didn't smile in any of these paintings. Cause his <laughs> grill was probably disgusting.
2: <laughs> He's got like a, like a half-snaggle tooth going on That's one right. side. He's got like a rattlesnake fang on the other. That's right. There
1: you go. Well, guys, do you have anything else to
2: uh, add in there? No, I'm uh, I, I'm I'm happy we finally got to taste these, and I'm I'm uh, even more excited that Cliff got to do with us. Well, Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you.
3: Hopefully,
1: uh,
0: we can get you to stick around a little longer. Yeah,
3: yeah. I'm here. And uh, happy President's Day, everybody. Oh, oh my God! I had a President's Day fact. Lay it on us. Okay. Well, all right. So we we celebrate George Washington's birthday is uh, February twenty second, but. He was born originally on February 11th, but that was when they used the Georgian calendar. So when they moved to the Julian calendar, his birthday got bumped up eleven days. Okay, which is why it's on the 22nd.
1: That—that's fun fact. That um, one was no, in my I'm head, into that one
3: the whole show, and I didn't bother to spew that out till the end. No, that's so fine. Be... I'm glad you saved it till the end. <laughs> you
1: saved it for the big finish. I that's like right. that. Well, I'm always about the big finish. Hey <laughs>
2: yo, <laughs> <laughs> this is just the first time it took a half an hour for you to get to it.
1: That's what he yeah. says. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. On that note, cheers and thanks for, for listening. <laughs> yeah.
0: If you enjoyed Beer Tastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at www.facebook.com/beerTasticVoyage, and Twitter and Instagram at beerTastic show. Or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.